Hi, I'm Marshall Lorenzo. And I'm Emily Richardson. And welcome to Trashbox, a Real Housewives podcast. The only Real Housewives podcast, actually. The only, if you Google it, it's all that comes up. It's true. Um, I am exhausted. I'm exhausted. Are you, how are you, how are you? I'm um, excited for today, but also overwhelmed by the amount of housewives we have to cover this week. And we're not even, we're not even bothering to cover Orange County. I know. It's, it's as if it's like November 1st, the day after Halloween, we have fisted our mouths full of candy and we're sick. We're sick, dry heaving on the floor, not doing well. Yeah. I mean, the candy was delicious. It was delicious. It was plentiful. My teeth are falling out. But my teeth are falling out. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, that's weird you say that because today, uh, I've never had a cavity for Mm -hmm. knock on wood. Mm -hmm. But then again, I haven't been to the dentist in about eight years because money. Yeah. And today, my my back of my mouth was like hurting and I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, they're going to fall out soon. But isn't it that fun gamble where like you go to the dentist to hopefully have them say, my God, it's a feat of science. How, (laughs) How are these teeth still intact? My God, congratulations. Susan, bring in the awards. <laughs> um, yeah, it also, get this, now I'm just getting gross. Uh, I like very rarely floss. Are we, are we, am I allowed to say it? Am I? I know. Are we allowed to just say that? Because I would like to just put that out there. And anytime I would go to the dentist, like up until eight years ago, uh, they were like, my God, someone's been flossing. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, what? <laughs> Every day of my life. (laughs) 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 But no, we are sick from candy, from num, 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 chomping, chomping, chomping at the bit over literally uh, a franchise firing on all cylinders. We are living in heady times, my friend. Mm -hmm. And I am, we have, we have Potomac with the, that, the only word for it is explosive, shocking. So there's two (laughs) words for it. It's explosive, shocking finale. Yep, the choreography I did on my couch every minute of every scene, minus anything to do with Karen's um, businesses. Uh, we have <laughs> yeah, I know. Atlanta. Marshall was texting me. Marshall was texting me. Uh, we were texting each other during while we were watching it. And Marshall was like, I just screamed, oh my God, twice. And I thought, what an odd thing for a 36, 36 or 37? Let's go knock it into it. Th- let's say 36 year old man. Let's say. <laughs> to, to do in his home. <laughs> and just, the reason I texted you too because I just wanted to sort of like make myself accountable in case there were complaints from the neighbors, whatever. Like it was, it, it was, it shocked my body. Shocked my body. It was crazy. It was definitely crazy. And also, like, wait, let's not get into it right now. Yeah. But I just want to say, like, part of the jumping up and down was uh, as a New Zealander reacting to an Australian on camera making decisions that Australians are want to do when they're filled with alcohol. Anyway, sorry. I love your Keep like going. just fueled hatred for australians and their choices but it's not fueled it's an electric vehicle mm-hmm. yeah i got so it so it just needs to be plugged in every few years he is a good outlet for that you know because there are great australians you gotta love nicole kidman right yeah let's not forget she married tom cruise yeah but for the fame and money we would have done the same i would have married my granddad yeah uh, <laughs> speaking of then we have speaking of beautiful salt lake city which came uh, out last night with another perfect episode in my opinion well, yeah, it, I would I'd say it was beyond perfect in the sense that like <laughs> it's the classic backstory episode um of any season of any show, right? Mm-hmm. I thought it would have been a little bit sooner, but it it just provided context 
for the depth of the trauma that is happening amongst all of our wives. I um, love all of then, these women, and I can't believe we we didn't know them before last month. That that sh- that's weird. Yeah, they weren't in our lives. They weren't in our that's lives. That's bizarre. It's very. It's like having a baby. It's like, will I love it? And then when you have the baby, you're like, I guess I love it. Yeah, like it's it's automatic. Um, and then of course we have Atlanta, which is just started. Atlanta, yeah, with a very uh, interesting season 13 premiere like none other before that you know explored uh the black lives matter movement and the pandemic it was like really special and uh different from what we're used to and we'll get into it just in case you want to know um how someone like malo hampton reacts in a pandemic (laughs) (laughs) perfectly the answer is perfectly (laughs) so um great where do do we even begin i say potomac because my emotions at the top of my heart are screaming about Michael Darby. I also love how we pretended when we started this podcast, we we pretended that we would start with Salt Lake City, the the new kid on the block, and then touch on Potomac at the end. Mm-hmm. Who were we kidding? Like, no, it, it always had to be Potomac up front. Yeah, I mean, I want to- Give respect where respect is due. Yeah, it's perfect. It's like, I can't stop thinking about them. Like, uh, Ashley Darby, I want to study her. I want to be her best friend. Well, she she is being studied. She, she's being studied on the world stage by us. Yeah, I guess that's exactly what we're doing. And I, you know what? I think she is my best friend. She doesn't know it, but she is. <laughs> and you know, Marsh, I uh, never watched season one of Potomac mm. because I tried a couple times and it was like, that's not proper. And I was like, and I'm out. I'll start it too. Yeah, we are not. We do not need any of these franchises to have a first season where they're like, and here's how to be a proper lady. Exactly. Fuck that. Yeah. But I've been going back after... I had so much work to do this week, and yet somehow I managed to squeeze in another seven season one Potomac episodes in addition to our regular Housewives coverage. Holy shit. I know. <laughs> Did you? Because for me, I was very intrigued by who Ashley is in season one versus who she is now. She's 26 in season one. She's a baby. She's a baby. That was five years ago. I think we're the same age. I'm 31. I'm trying to think. 31 going on 32. Um, It's crazy. She looks exactly the same as she did then. And Michael was 55. Yeah. That's a 30-year age difference. Yeah. It's psycho. I didn't realize I was that old. Yeah. I just thought he had like premature, like, let's be real. Australian face. Alcohol red face. Oh, right. You know? Oh, so Australian face, yeah. (laughs) It is also interesting seeing um, his behavior at this point in time, at this age now, in contrast to her as well. Like, Oh, my God. He's a child. He's falling apart at the seams. He's chaotic evil is what he is. Yeah. So let's just start. There's a lot. I don't think we need to talk about anything that happens before the engagement party, do we? I will completely disagree with you, Marshall. Okay. uh, Because we we had two really seemingly authentic therapy sessions. Right. What an odd placement. You know, Mm -hmm. final, final episode. And they're like, let's just quickly dig under the trauma and like surface some of that maybe to give context i yeah i found that strange well we had monique's which um in which she spoke about feeling like an outsider uh as a child being the only um black kid at an all-white school and then going to a predominantly black school where kids make fun of her for speaking quote unquote too white or too proper Mm -hmm. uh and so that's you know Mm -hmm. we are let's be real like and we'll get into this in atlanta as well we are two white people hosting this podcast so Mm -hmm. i can't imagine that kind of 
pain. But it was it was interesting that she like that that it maybe provided a little context uh-huh. to her because I mean, it's been a difficult journey trying to pinpoint like how she's connecting the thread of her reaction to Candace and whatever her trauma is. I I found a really um interesting tweet <laughs> that shall it uh succinctly explain all of it okay so this is what at ray sani i'm probably saying it wrong r-a-e-s-a-n-n-i said on the tweeter monique beat up candace because she misdirected the anger and resentment meant for her husband mm. ashley used a cheating storyline and now involvement in monique's case to distract that her husband is a credibly alleged sexual assaulter. Mm-hmm. That's the story of this season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, all of these storylines in all of these shows is Mr. X. Always, always, always. Mr. X and toxic men. <laughs> oh, my God. Shitty marriages. Ugh. So, I mean, how do you, how do you navigate this episode without talking about michael it's impossible well right right off the bat he's stirring shit up i mean we all know ashley's a shit stir i was so intrigued by the preview for this episode when it showed him saying uh i don't think one's gonna propose i don't think i don't think he's ever gonna do that and i was so confused i was like what information does this man have and the reveal is nothing he has nothing other than some kind of crush I want to say, <laughs> yeah. Let's be towards real. one. It's a crush. It's a it's a fixation. I kind of get it, right? Like, I think there is a little some gayness in Michael. Whatever, like that's great. That's the that's the most likable part about Michael. Yeah, but it's like he doesn't seem to be able to put two and two together. That you know, he both really really pines for Juan and Juan's friendship, and and maybe isn't realizing the crush that he's got going on there. I don't know there's a lot of issues <laughs> because the way either the way that they edited that episode together they really the editors strung together every single moment that they could that showed michael really pouring his heart out to Juan. it was sad it was really hard to watch speaking of Juan, we i would like to before we get into the party because that's we're going to talk about the party forever. Yeah. Like this episode's going to be like two hours long. It's too much, man. It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. Also, I want to point out that, Marshall, you're sitting in complete darkness. I know. And I'm I'm letting it envelop me. <laughs> I was like, I can I can let the light in, but not today. And I see you're still rocking that Jamie Lee Curtis hairstyle. It's in a bun today. Oh, it's, it's in a bun. bun. I yeah. can't tell because you're in the dark. Uh, yeah. So Juan and Robin's therapy session was which was nice, really nice and beautiful and sad and felt really real. Like they've done the work. Yeah. I mean, I always felt like they kind of their situation was um open and it was it was oh that was her opening a white claw. Um, <laughs> it's four twenty six p.m. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like they always like wore their relationship on their sleeve, so like they had nothing to hide. Yeah, but it did feel like a moment of connection for the two of them. It was nice to see, and I love a man being vulnerable, just like Seth in Salt Lake City. <laughs> but we'll get into that. Jesus. Put a pin in it. How many times do I say put a pin in it in every episode? There's a lot of pins to put in. There's many pins. So we have the therapy um, sessions. There's a scene involved. We're not going to talk about, it, but there's a scene involving Karen. And her merchandise that 
neither of us remembered at all. Apparently, allegedly, upon my second watch of this episode, because I kind of skimmed through for notes, there was a little 20-second scene of Karen on the Home Shopping Network shilling, uh, shilling out? Shilling for? Yeah, shilling. Shilling for La Dame. Which, no memory. And she's like, oh, you could spray this behind the back of your knees, ladies. I've been married for a very long time. Take it from me. <laughs> Take what from you, Karen? Well, what does that mean? Like, if he goes down on you, he'll smell La Dame? Back of the knees. Yeah, well, I don't get it. Well, it's like you're supposed to spray perfume in places that men are supposed to find alluring. Usually it's like in between your arms, on your sh- like your shoulders, that sort of thing. Your titties. So the back of the knee. But back of the knee, is that like an oral sex thing? I don't know what you're doing down there. <laughs> I mean, Ray can't quite climb up all the way to her <laughs> vagina, so he just kind of gets tired at the knees. And is like, <laughs> he spends a lot of work on the ankles, and then whatever's left over, is, she's lucky. Oh, Ray. Ray, Ray, Ray. Oh, God love But a scene, a scene that neither of us remembered at all. Yeah. Because totally blocked it out. I would argue that we are sick of Karen's bullshit. You speak for yourself. I love Karen. I love Karen, too. That being said, I'm going back to season one, and woof, she is the worst. <laughs> but the, the, this... Parts of that have not left her. Oh, it's true. She's very... I mean, her and Giselle tie for the ego, for sure. Also, Marshall, all I can hear on your end, and this is fine. Is it fucking construction? It's the construction outside. The beep, I beep. don't understand. This has been a month now where they are digging up pipes only in my driveway. <laughs> Wait, it's right in your driveway? I thought it was on the street. Yes, there is a hole in our fucking drive. Like, the center of Toronto, Toronto's water systems, is in, in our driveway. For whatever reason. Well, you do live on top of the CN Tower. And by the way, it's only at 4 p.m. on Thursdays when we record these podcasts. So they're Is like, that true? All right, boys, bring them in. <laughs> Get our loudest talking guys on the job. Also, despite that this is Toronto, like, they've knocked on my door a couple of times to, and they are only employed from New Jersey. Literally <laughs> like, banging on my door going, hey, whose car is this? Someone's, wait, that's not New Jersey. That's not <laughs> It's just an offensive Jewish stereotype. <laughs> so yeah, I apologize for whatever beeps, beeps and bloops. Yeah. But I do not apologize for the accent. No. Um, okay, so let's just get into this party. It is perfect. Wow, what a mess. What a mess. Oh my God. So we start off with Giselle walking around in a very obvious tizzy about the engagement. I want to point out that Giselle, went into her daughter's goldfish tank, yanked out the air tubing <laughs> from the aquarium and wrapped it around her neck and then put on a Seinfeld puffy shirt and said, I'm ready for my best friend to get engaged. Her daughter said, Mom, can you clean my fish tank? She said, sure. <laughs> this is cleaning, right? Cut to the fish floating dead at the top. <laughs> I don't agree with the courtship with your ex-husband either. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was supposed to be an exciting evening. I will say Robin and, and Ron were gen- generally, like, completely in bliss, despite the whole, like, chaos happening around them. beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Michael comes in, already drunk. I know that look anywhere. I've had that look anywhere. It's the first thing I fucking wrote. Like, I, I, it was like minute one of the party footage, and it was Michael is already Australian drunk. In quotation marks. His m- what is the difference between Australian drunk and a regular citizen of Earth drunk? Six drinks in before the first drink. <laughs> <laughs> he came to that open bar drunk. I've done that before, and I've blacked out and made a fool of myself. We have learned time and time again 
to pace ourselves, pace yourselves at an open bar. And yet, neither of us have ever done it. I do wonder about this. His mic was just a little bit louder than everyone else's. <laughs> every single comment was picked up. We heard every aside, every little, you know, I'll have another Corona, please. So he's drunk off Coronas? And then tequila. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, Coronas. I mean, Fuck those two and their Coronas. I know. Although I do really like Coronas. With the little lime in it. It doesn't make me bloated like other beer. Upside down in a margarita is the only way I'll take it. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah you're, you're for real. Um, Marshall, I just think if I'm, well, I guess, I guess Michael Darby's insane. Okay, but if I'm Michael Darby and I've gotten in so much trouble in the past and literally the last reunion was all about me grabbing ass, why would you use the finale party to act this way i know instead of tying his hands behind his back (laughs) handcuffing his hands behind his back he came in with one of those retractable claws and was like time for tushy grabs (laughs) he he was turned up and ready he looked like what did i write down i didn't find the right name but he looked like a disney villain from like the 70s or 80s like super like overdrawn caricature like Crazy facial expressions, lots lots of creeping in the corners. When Juan asked Robin to marry him, he was skulking in the shadows getting more Coronas. He was like around the perimeter plotting everyone's demise. Yeah, he couldn't take the fact that his great love was finally locking it down with Robin. Oh, man. Do we think, are we going too far? Like, are we going too far with this? Because I don't, I really fucking don't think so. With just... You know, insinuating that he has a gay crush on on Horn. I don't think he's gay. I think he's probably bisexual and he's, I mean, not to say, I mean, it's hard to say, I think that someone else's sexual orientation is this. But for someone like a Michael Darby or a John Travolta, who's gotten in trouble for exposing himself to to male masseuses, masseurs, masseuse, masseuse, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. masseurs, masseurs, (laughs) manure. (laughs) Um, it's kind of like, well, the evidence is there. And when it comes out in a salty, in like an assault way, how can we not analyze as Real Housewives fans are want to do or want to do? Want to do. And listen, where there's smoke, there's fire. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Where there's smoke, there's fire. So I just Googled it. (laughs) The character that I'm thinking of that he looks like is nothing like him. What is? Madame Medusa from The Rescuers. What? She's like a red-headed, sort of like Miranda-esque You were thinking he looks like a female character from The Rescuers? I guess more his energy (laughs) in the evening. They're energy twins, yeah. His energy was very that. He kind of reminds me of the Nazi from Raiders of the Lost Ark whose face gets melted at the end (laughs) when he looks at the Ark and his eyeballs fall out. And boy, did his face melt in the end. (laughs) Oh my god. So- Basically, let's go back to the start of the party. Giselle immediately. I love Giselle this episode. Every episode. When, uh, <laughs> when uh, Michael starts, you know, chiding her, like, where's Jamal? Where's Jamal? Uh, just immediately shit stirring. God, was he shit stirring. She, she goes, come get your man, Ashley. And now I realize whenever I hear the name Ashley, I can only hear it in Giselle's voice or Karen's voice. Both admonishingly. <laughs> it's always like, Ashley? Yeah. Ashley? I find it weird that they look at her in that way still. Because, like, I get it in season one. She was really, she came across really naive. But, like, she has weathered too many storms now. She's a smart girl. For them to be condescending. Yeah. She's smart. Absolutely. And listen, all of their personal lives are a fucking car wreck. But Ashley is surprisingly confident and... 
I don't know why am I defending this defender of the evil. I don't know, but mm. I'm still team Ashley, which is fucked because she still acted like an asshole in this episode too. Did she? Yes. Should we just go right to the fight or do we want to talk about Candace's song? The engagement moment. I It the- really doesn't matter because like all of my notes are just all over the place. I'm looking at them one by one and not mm-hmm. one of them leads into the next thing. Well, I have a list of Michael's party fouls. Would you like to hear them? Oh, this is good. And now the segment we call Michael's party fouls. <laughs> all right. Number one. Tells Giselle Jamal should be there. Shit star. Mm-hmm. Says it's nice of Juan and Robin to let Candace sing. <laughs> very good when he meets eddie wendy's uh husband oh my god who looked so good he go he goes uh one of them goes hey didn't you meet him at candace and chris's (laughs) anniversary party and he goes why would i go to that if i had to deal with those fuckers why would i be there (laughs) yes 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 i remember that he's a messy bitch he was turned Uh, up then he tries to get the engagement scoop out of Juan for evil, nefarious purposes, but Juan doesn't break. Yes. Then uh, Giselle confronts him about the Juan thing, and he's like, why are you so obsessed with this? And she's like, because it's happening. And he goes, maybe it won't. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he'll, you know, come out of the closet and profess his love for me. <laughs> he then tells Ashley that he can't actually tell Giselle or her what he knows about Juan. Mm-hmm. And then Ashley says the iconic line, well, if I grow a penis, will you tell me? Which is... <laughs> Which, by the way, like, that comment from him is such gay messiness. That is such a fucking shady little homo thing to do. Anyway. Then, um, this is all before the fight, too. Promises Ashley he won't drink liquor, but does tequila shots with Juan. As he's guzzling. Yeah. (laughs) And these are all these weird things of, like, just you and me, no cameras, Las Vegas, Juan. Oh, yes! Also, I have this on an, uh, just as a stray note. I don't understand where it fits in, but I'm not gay. I'm just saying. Yes, yes, because he he um he complimented a couple of men on their fashion or their their looks. Right, they were just random men. Oh no, no, this was um Charisse's date who she brought. He's like, hey, you're a good looking man. I'm not gay. Was like the producers must have been running around bonking their heads into each other, being like, too much, too much content. Oh Can you imagine us being producers on that show and how thrilled we would be in the back room hearing all of this? Well, okay. As someone who has worked on a reality show in which next to a room of the story producers, it is shady, man. It oh, is shady. Right. Yes. Do you want to say which one or do you want to? Um, on Canada's Drag Race. But the. You're just listening for, like, the worst possible thing, and then it's like, everything is a go. You know what I mean? It's like, get that camera there, get wow. that person there, like, get the questions out, boom, boom, boom. Slick operation. Um, But sometimes things just, like, when the floodgates open, they open, and it's chaos, which is what <laughs> happened here. Do you have any more Michael's party fouls? Oh, God, yes. I mean, the fight itself. Uh, He's rude during the song. He, like, walks around, skulks around, gets more corona. And I also wrote about Candace's song. Um, I have not seen an acapella performance that excruciatingly awkward since Marnie went to Charlie's party in season two of Girls and sang in front of everyone. Do you remember that? I don't. I haven't watched Girls. Oh, sorry. It's, it's very. It's a wild scene. Um. Yeah. Also, I fully delete. I my mind must have fully deleted this performance of Candace. It was, remember the, the 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 sound didn't go on, so she was just like no, no, I must have faced the wall. Turn it up. What? It, it was out. terrible. <laughs> Sometimes Candace pops up on screen and I just, I rotate. Yeah. Yeah, your eyes, your eyes, eyes go, go behind. 
I mean, let's like put a, again, let's put yet another pin. I've got them everywhere in Michael's party fouls because Karen arrives late, full of shade, talks about the engagement. This is a moment for Robin. Robin, don't get a lot of moments. That was really fucking rude. Oh, it's incredibly rude. And then they're all pissed at her for the the wig party. (laughs) I forgot about the wig party until I said the word wig party. (laughs) (laughs) For leaving. And she's like, you guys are all forgiven. (laughs) Oh, and then before that, it's like, this is what a good friend does. When she shows up late, she's like self-congratulating. And then goes on about how she had to go to KFC with Ray and they ruined her dinner date after the wedding party. That's why that was written down. I have written down. I have three things. Come on, Cherise. <laughs> and then underneath that, KFC, she had to have KFC. Question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> and then I'm not gay. I'm just saying. <laughs> Those are my three ones that I couldn't place. Okay. So Ooh. her excuse for leaving was she just had to have fucking KFC. I guess, but... I, I gotta say, I, I enjoyed Wendy during this fight because she kept being like, ah, no, wait, wait, you, <laughs> you slotted a dinner date with Ray at the end of your own party? And she's like, why shouldn't I have? What? It's fine. Well, also, everyone is so used to Karen's bullshit. The queen of bullshit. I've written the queen of bullshit. That, it just doesn't, it just doesn't phase them. So Wendy's reactions are first time, right? First season of just like, wait, what? No, but when when did Karen really turn into this? Like, she really, like, one little, here's the thing with Karen. One tiny little thing goes wrong for her. She doubles the fuck down. She's like, I will go to my grave being in the right. Like Marshall, I will argue that's quite a few housewives legends. Legends, yes. This is true. Legends, legends, yes. legends only. Yes. We have our Vanderpumps, our Ninis. The most yes. legendary housewives are the most deluded because that's the only way they can move forward and never look back like a shark. <laughs> the Gunvalsons, yeah, all of them. Okay, so then the uh, more of the Candace versus Monique versus Karen t- wig launch timeline. Did Karen manipulate it? Blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Candace finally starts screaming. And I'm surprised she held off that long. It's the best she could do. It's the best she could do. It's the best she could do. She was like, oh, it's the season finale? All right, I'll let the beast (laughs) loose. Uh, And then the fight begins. The fight. So, and this is is continued on the list of Michael's party fouls. (laughs) Okay, so Michael goes up to Chris and says, basically, control your woman. Chris tells him to fuck off. Michael um, tells him to shut the fuck up. And then Chris, who kind of did it for me this episode, because mm. he's kind of tall and he, he just pushed Michael with his fist. I mean, very menacing, menacingly, yes. But he didn't. Chris, Chris came turned up ready to go at Michael is the they problem. Hate, they hate each other. Before Michael did anything, he was ready to go. Michael shouldn't have gone over there, though. They just should have avoided each other. He was drunk. He was drunk. It's not an excuse, but he was drunk. Yeah. And Chris was waiting. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there, there's nothing you could say that could turn me on to Chris. I really, he's just not my cup of tea. He was right in the moment to shut to shut down Michael's misogyny. Shouldn't have been physical. Shouldn't have been physical. But it was, and it gave us so much entertainment. Uh, and then after he 
he composed himself in such a way, like walking down the hallway, buttoning up his little like valet red blazer. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I will never get physical with Michael. Now, where are your keys? <laughs> was it the Corvette? <laughs> also, Michael's face when he was like, you're going to prison, baby. You're going to prison. I'm going to sue you, baby. <laughs> I love his Michael Darby impression. It's bang on. <laughs> his fucking kooky upside down face. His Grinch face. You know when the Grinch is like, does that gif of the giant grin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes right up to his eyes. Cheek curling grin and he's like, I'm going to see you. I'm going to see you, baby. psycho baby. <laughs> um, so this, this, you know, attracts the attention of the women. There is a beautiful yet so true and very sad moment from Wendy where she goes, get my Eddie out of that shit. You're not white. You can't be playing with those boys. <laughs> she is protecting our sweet baby Eddie. Yeah, I love Eddie. At all costs. Oh my god, and when Eddie, when uh, Juan and uh, Robin got engaged, Michael goes up to Eddie's like, did he, did she accept? <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, hand on penis as he says it. And <laughs> Which, to Eddie, Eddie must be so confused. At where Michael is coming from. <laughs> and then Eddie says, she let him put it on her finger. That's an affirmative. And he said it was such glee and, and heart. And I was like, oh, Edward or Edmund or Ted. <laughs> they had fun love. Uh, but anyway, so Eddie's in the middle of it. Um, Juan's somehow in the middle of it. Oh, Everybody's God. freaking out. So then Ashley goes over and, and is all like, what happened? Uh, and then Michael's going on about, he hit me. And then he immediately backtracks to say he pushed me. And then he's yelling at Candace, I'm fought. Uh, how do you do an Australian accent? How would you say this? I'm filing suit against your man in, in Australia. I'm filing suit against your man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was it. It was more like, I'm fought. No, I can't do it. You don't mean accents. I'm filing suit against your man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then he's talking about lawyers. You're going to go to jail. Juan has to usher him out. Uh, and then it gets into super one percenter grossness where he goes, how dare you? I'm, I'm a respected businessman. Then he talks about how Chris Wait, sorry. is a redneck lowlife from a lowlife family. Again, so this is Michael saying that he's a successful Michael. businessman. Michael, yeah. the owner of Australian Grope and Grill. The owner of like <laughs> Australian cuisine. Is not a cuisine. It's not. It's not a thing. It is not a thing. It's a kangaroo breast, a grilled kangaroo breast. That is about as specific as a guest. Oh, don't eat kangaroos. Uh, Otherwise, it's just like hand-me-down British food. (laughs) And British food sucks. It's disgusting. Um. Okay. So (sighs) Ashley starts popping off and yelling um, at Candace. Oh, Ashley was like ready to go. I was shocked by that. Because Candace is like screaming at Michael and then she's like, oh, great. So you're showing, you know, control like you showed with Monique. Yeah. And then Candace says, I motherfucking dare your ass yes. to Michael as in come at her and fight her. Yeah. Which I know isn't a victim asking for it. But if you are in the courts. Yes, at this exact moment. (laughs) For the Monique thing. And we're saying the same thing. Like, did she push him to it? I would never provoke a fight. uh, Play the clip. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Then Karen leaves with Ray because this is beneath her. Ugh. Um, 
classic fucking Oh my character. god. And then Ashley screaming. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, I love that. I, I love liked that. it too, Please but like. she was on the wrong side of history. It should be Ashley and White Chris and Candace and Michael. Candace and Michael can yes. find each other, okay? Let's do that. Uh so then Michael goes to the production area. Well hang on. Hang on. Before we get to that. So all of this happens. It's uh I'm jumping, bouncing around the house, literally like a bullet. Ding 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 between the walls. The show mm-hmm. ends. Right? The season ends. They play the yeah. the you know, the freeze frame and what's what's happening uh today with the, the current situation. So I, I don't have them written down what they were, but they were, you know, little jokey things. Oh, Karen and Ray's marriage is doing great. Whatever. They go through all of that. I'm winding down. No, it's not over. Yeah, you thought it was over. And it's not over. It was not over. Yeah. So then we get to what the, you were talking about. The tag. About. The, there were like, it was like the end of Lord of the Rings. There were like rolling endings. Like it kept ending. Um, mm-hmm. False endings. Mm-hmm. So he goes, okay. First off, we get this heartbreaking shot of Ashley getting her mic pack either taken off or fixed or adjusted. I don't know. Watching. Which, hey guys, we post on Instagram, so if you want to see that really, really sad face, just check out our Insta. Just check out our Insta. We're not going to give you the handle. Um, <laughs> and it's her, which, and it's not her best look, by the way. That tight, tight ponytail. I liked it. I liked the pony. It made her ears go sticky-outy. Hey. Eh, I guess so. She's watching Robin do this amazing dance like whooping it up on the dance floor no one's ever been happier she's married for love like fabulous contrast (laughs) really great filmmaking like this is seriously a woman who has married for is has got engaged again for the right reasons yes for love juan is a good guy Mm -hmm. i hope he's changed and there's no more cheating and she is having a blast and then you see ashley who's standing there dead-eyed watching probably thinking i'm married for evil she sold her soul. She sold her soul. <laughs> yeah, I can. Uh, yeah, but then it's that having the kids is the thing that I like I don't get like money. It's money. I mean, I know, I know, but lock one kid in, divorce, and then have a kid with someone else. Does she love him? She says she does. Often, I don't know. I mean, it's not us that us to to say, but it actually is ours to say. Marshall, <laughs> we have the authority. Um, <sighs> I don't know that she loves him. I mean, in that moment outside, when he's like fake on his phone, being like, "Don't worry, the Uber's coming," but like you know that phone is like the battery died, and she's outside watching him just stumble around, drunk. She's drunk too. Yeah, but no, she is not. She's nowhere near in the same continent that he is. <laughs> So back to post that heartbreaking shot of Ashley just like being like, mm, I've ruined everything. Um, then we have Michael, rather than being like, oh my god, I gotta leave, heading back to pr- to the production area. Um, they're like, you can't be here. He's like, why not? Of course I can be here. Like he has a huge white male privilege chip on his shoulder. He screams at the production team and like, haven't they suffered enough from him? Yeah. From the tushy grabbing and stuff. My <laughs> God. Oh, he must be a liability. Uh, he must be. And then Ashley tries to stop him. He t- he flicks her hand away, but in a very violent way that makes mm. me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Shoves uh, a security person. Um, and then they're outside. He's on the phone about the Uber. And then it freezes and it's like, oh, and she's, she's at him. She's like, if I 
ever acted the way you did tonight. Yeah. And you'd think, oh, maybe, maybe, just maybe, this could be a big conversation for Ashley. Maybe there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this is an aha moment, rock bottom. And then it, you get the little card that says, they went to the Bahamas the next day. She's pregnant with her second. <sighs> I know. It's not the way we wanted it to go. And after the episode, Ashley goes on to watch what happens live. Mm, I did not see. And is all smiles, completely deluded. Uh, deny, deny, deny. Says they had a great time in the Bahamas. <laughs> Says he doesn't regret his behavior. Like, oh. I mean, we can all see this coming because second child, you know, will always take precedence. But- to double down. No, it's very sad. It's very sad. Does it make me excited for another season? Yes. 1000%. Does it make me feel really badly for those kids? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, those kids are ruined for life. For life. But then again, he might not live that long. Whoa. Um. <laughs> yeah, maybe he. Yeah, he could. And then she'd get a really good second. Yeah. Second. Uh, or wife. Know, husband out of. Um, yeah, or wife. Uh, then we end, finally, this episode. Finally. Jesus Christ. I know. Not it was yet. too much. It was too much. With Monique's confessional. Um, the, the lawsuit was thrown out in the courts. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Also, so the preview for the reunion. I mean, this is such great television. And then, like, <laughs> I don't know where we're going here. Like, truly, I feel like anything can happen at this reunion. And I don't know who's going to get fired. Is it going to be Candace or Monique? I can't. They can't have both back next year, can oh, they? Can, no, Candace will be back for sure. Oh, I know, I know. The, but... the final line, I was kikiing with the devil. <laughs> oh, Christ. I also, if she pulls out another fucking napkin to dry her fucking eyeballs. Oh, God. There are no tears coming out of those eyeballs. Those are bone dry eyeballs. Bone dry. It's like the episode of The Crown where Queen Elizabeth goes to Wales for, for that mudslide. And they're like, you need to show emotion yes. to the press. And she takes a handkerchief. She's like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Marshall is doing an impression of him trying to squeeze out a tear, but it just coming off is trying to poop. <laughs> What's the difference? Mudside. <laughs> okay. Well, we've talked about Potomac long enough. So just, you know, I, I can't say enough. I mean, it's hard to express your feelings when you're not that smart. And that's what's happening with me right now because I, I relate to that. Yeah, because yeah, we're stupid. Um, I'm just having a uh, tough time relating how amazing that episode was and how it made me feel emotionally. It was truly also a representation of the season as a whole. So just chef's kiss to everyone. Yeah, involved. I mean, we're gonna look back, and this is like the most perfect season of television since Soprano season one. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> Agree. Agreed. Okay. Salt Lake City. You know that we're only on the fifth episode? Yeah. And this was an episode for backstory, for um, emotional traumas, for marriages. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. It was so much. I, I watched it twice. Really? Only because I... Uh, every scene, there was no throwaways, right? There was no, like lightness every single scene provided context to these women it really did i want to start off by uh using a term that i found on a reddit thread that someone uh wrote and they referred to mary's husband as her grand husband <laughs> 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 when i got to thinking 
Ashley's Michael Darby is also kind of her grand husband, mm, right? Agree, agree. A business deal. These are all men you sell your souls for, and then you're stuck with a grand husband. <laughs> so I just think that we should use grand husband for now on. It's like it's like furniture in your house that you're just like, ah, I can't throw it away. <laughs> it's got sentiment attached to it. Do you, okay, so rather than starting off at the trail end of that of last week's episode one thing i I was impressed with the editors was the preview anytime they say coming up in this episode um and they piece together like you know bits and pieces from previous Mm -hmm. episodes meredith and seth's marriage so they showed a clip of meredith and seth walking with brooks which is from um episode one i think uh to provide context for whatever happens in this episode made me question have meredith and seth been honest with their children about their marriage Um, because it seems like they were saying mommy and daddy uh might be spending some time apart looking back now at that scene with brooks i read an interview or i dreamt it where she (laughs) and him have been on and off for years Mm -hmm. and they didn't tell brooks and Mm -hmm. the other two kids for a really long time Mm -hmm. but now they definitely know so i okay okay because that's a whole can of worms like that will come into play in future seasons just letting you know ladies anyway so we so they take off they take off with this stupid fucking fight between jen and mary met gala function <laughs> starring volta even though the met gala like like someone who was it was it jen or was it heather who pointed out or maybe it was whitney actually i think whitney yeah our savant whitney <laughs> saying but the met gala has a different theme every year <laughs> <laughs> It's so strange, and they're really Mary and Jen are really trying to like dig their feet in the mud of me. Like this is this is gonna be our rock this season. We're just gonna fucking battle it out every day, and hopefully, we just gonna throw shit at the wall, and then hopefully, we'll be able to navigate. Be like, oh, it's really about this. It's really about this, but it's really about nothing. Think, I think they deepened it this episode for real, though. It went from oh. hospital smell. To Mary actually, being racist. Yes, actually, no, you're absolutely right. Mary's comment oh. about the 7-Eleven, I think, is probably the root of it, actually, of all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, okay, Jen is totally rage-fueled at all times. <laughs> it's her only way to be. Like, that's her primary gasoline. Like, she doesn't drink water. She just gets hopped up on the rage. She's she's vibrating at a constant. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, I mean, they're all narcissists, but, like, Jen. Yes. Big time. <sighs> Which I think someone said in the episode. Yeah, yeah. Who was it, Whitney or? I, well, I'm, let's give it to Whitney. Why not? Heather? <laughs> you know what? Whitney said it. Great. Yeah. And so, like, but kind of before this episode, I was sort of team Mary because I was like, she's wacky. Leave her alone. And then after all these racist comments. Well, not just that, but I, I was team Mary in the sense that I was like, oh, she's like, she's just bouncing around. She's having fun. But she's bouncing around. Because she doesn't know where to land. She seems coked you know up. I mean? Like, she's wired. It's, chi- it's chaotic. And not ju- not just, like, visually, but, like, she doesn't... She's just operating It's such a chaos that she... Because she, she just can't stay still with herself, maybe. I don't know. She is so sad. Yeah. And so... Also... Confused. As, as they have Jen and Mary having this huge fight at this, this table... And then she cuts the tension so fucking hard, right at the climax of the fight. And she goes, not in front of Volta. (laughs) (laughs) 
I told you there was more to Walter. I was going on about Walter last week, and you're like, what's with you and Walter? I really I was, like, was like, oh, he's a character. I was like, he's just, he's in the background. What are we talking about? And then, of course, cutting to these shots of Walter that's like, please, mommy and daddy, stop. <laughs> and he's lined up with two other they look like servants. They're staff members, but they look like the the servants. It's full Downton Abbey. Like <laughs> full Downton Abbey. And, and then, then, yeah, she's like, "Don't do it in front of Walter." And Jen's like, "I know Walter too." <laughs> They're like, "We all know Walter. Everyone here knows Walter, right?" And the lady's like, "Yes, of course, of course, of course." Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Walter. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he's been he's been in their lives for three thousand years. <laughs> Does anyone notice Walter doesn't age? Yeah. <laughs> Um, also, a few things that get thrown around here. Lisa uh, trying to diffuse the situation by going, I don't like this feeling. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't like this feeling? Are we to believe that this person who only throws extreme shade at all times <laughs> is not, this feeling is not to her liking? She's like, <laughs> she's like, I like it medium rare and this is too rare. What are you talking about lisa oh my god i love all of them and i love heather being the mom and being like okay wait listen and then mary's like you have two faces <laughs> she really came out of oh my god and then throwing out hoodlum and ghetto and then the, the cutaways like i don't like convenience stores I don't like <laughs> hospitals. Those are my two fucking triggers. I feel like there's going to be more to this list. Okay. It's going to be, you know what? I'm adding a third. Libraries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the written word. Um, <laughs> It's really, really strange. Also immediately being like, all right, give back the Louis Vuitton headline. I died laughing at that. <laughs> like in the same breath, she's like, hand over the box. Yeah. That was my peace offering. That was my olive branch. Also. Well, Louis Vuitton headphones, brand unless it's Beats by Dre, branded headphones. The sonic quality is not going to be great, ladies. Is it? Well, I just get my headphones whenever I lose them at the Shopper's Drug Mart. Ah, yes, yes, and yes. And they're like $15 a piece. Yeah, the left ear works for a solid week. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Actually, these ones I got are pretty good. They've been working for me. I guess you know what it is? Uh, during the pandemic, I haven't been leaving the house. And like banging it onto like the subway platform. You seem <laughs> yeah, you seem like a headphone banger. I live hard. Like I, my bags are always breaking. My headphones are always falling apart. You really do. You barrel down the street. <laughs> I stomp right. And if someone gets in the way, stomp, stomp. Um. So yeah, that that's a big chunk about this this um mm -hmm. leftover from this luncheon. Then I, I, my next note is just. I gasp every time Lisa's husband is on screen. So for whatever, going from this luncheon, well, it and then was to okay. So Lisa's husband, I don't. What happened first was right after the luncheon, we have we have two scenes back and forth, cutting back and forth from each other, of Jen getting advice from Coke Shaw on her phone, mm -hmm. and uh, Mary and her useless grandhusband talking about the yeah. Met Gala luncheon. Yeah. So they're both talking about the fight. Mary is her, you know, the, the thesis of Mary's thing is Jen's very rude. Um, and then she says that uh, she's making a mockery of me. People think I'm a mockery, which uh, is just so sad because she married her grandfather and she's just so scared what people think. Yeah, there's not, not much can be done about it. Yeah. And she's probably so ashamed of the choice she made, even though she'll never admit it because of her faith and her family and money. Mm -hmm. But she's not okay with it. She's not okay with her choice. No, no, which we see, which we see later on. Yeah, yeah, we see with her 
the way she composes herself, her shaking, her wiredness. Like, yeah. she's not a well person. And then you have Jen talking to Sharif about the fact that she is raising black men. Yeah, and I think he really, like, bit his tongue quite a bit in that conversation. Like, He's good at advice. I mean, despite being an absentee yeah. husband, he seems pretty logical. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I, it's going to go deep with Jen v. Mary. I don't think Jen and Sharif are going to last. Uh, I have I have no idea. I can't read Jen yet. You can't? I, like, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know what her trauma is. We, we haven't really got it. She had a lovely speech in the previous episode, but I don't know that that's, father and stuff, but that that's it. She's interesting. She's an interesting lady. Um, okay, then we get to Lisa. And her husband, who you're so interested in. It's at a kid's party. Her kid, Henry, is probably has overtaken Brooks for you. as the main housewife's kid. For you. Yeah, for me. He's fucking hilarious. <laughs> if you wanna if you think Mary's on Coke, this guy's on poppers. Like he <laughs> hey, don't get me wrong. I love I love a kid. Oh. kid. I love kid energy in these shows. I love it. So why do but why? Why what he's has he just, done that's that's tickled you so he's just so funny. He was doing the worm. That's <laughs> all it takes for you, huh? Just freaking out like like he's doing the worm. He was like sticking his tongue out. He is chaos. And then oopsie daisy. As Marshall now knows, I like to earnestly message the housewives <laughs> on Instagram. And we, I made this like for Instagram, I made this like stupid like um Renaissance Photoshop photo. Or a picture of all of the Salt Lake housewives as um, saints and Andy Cohen as the baby Jesus. And so I tagged all of them and every single one of the Salt Lake City women either reached out, liked it, reposted it, (laughs) felt like a fucking celeb. And I was doing it for the attention. Yes, you got me right. And Lisa really took to it. And I kind of thought they'd be offended because it's kind of like blasphemous right like <laughs> i put andy's face on the baby jesus where they're at with their religion we don't know yet so we don't know yeah <laughs> but lisa who is a born-again mer- mormon mermin <laughs> <laughs> she she loved it and she messaged me i'm obsessed with this and then i was just like let's be real really stoned and watching the episode and like standing her kid <laughs> and i was like your kid is a legend and she's like he's insane <laughs> Yeah, this is a hot scoop. <laughs> this is a hot scoop. Lisa yeah. thinks her kid is insane. She's like, he's Gumby. He never stops. <laughs> we call him Gumby. We call him Gumby from now on. It's a little <laughs> Gumby, or, you know, Christian name, or Mormon name, Henry. Uh, yeah, he's losing it. And then Lisa and... Um, her husband. Husband, yeah. What, what is, so what's your thing about the husband? I Well, now I feel bad saying it, but I just, every time he pops up on the screen, I'm like, <gasps> I get a little like, oh God, there's something... A little terrifying about him, and then I had to Google because I was like, "Where am I? What am I seeing when I see him?" Yeah. It's T one thousand from Terminator Two. <laughs> it's full Robert Patrick T one thousand energy. Yeah, I'm he is scanning the party for the life forms. <laughs> he's still trying to find his target. He's not yet found his target, and he's playing nice with Lisa until he can eventually fulfill his destiny. <laughs> he seems to really love Lisa. I, I liked her. Her confessional about how she once threw his Rolex out a window. And then the producer's like, did, did, did you go back for it? And she's like, he did. <laughs> Which this is a little bit of a time waster. But I'm always interested when they include the producer's um, audio in the questions. I love the producer's audio. They say that it's because they need to, you know, the answer may not make sense mm-hmm. 
out of context. But like yeah. she said, I threw his watch out of the his Rolex out of the window. The question was, did he go get it? And then her answer was, yes, he went and got it. We didn't need to hear the producer's queen. Whatever. Stylistic choice. I think, honestly, this past year, they've really been implementing that tool. Yeah. It's like a winky, winky, breaking the phone wall. Okay. Because okay, it's, okay. they're the Greek chorus, the producers are like, wait, what? Yeah, Extra question here. Because I, I love that they went back and had to find it in a snowbank. It's very Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> also, it, it does kind of world build in the sense that it's like, they live in this world that is constantly covered in snow. Yeah, well, it's, it, it honestly was quite uh, relatable because we're in Toronto and we are covered in snow right now. Marshall, you won't be in Toronto for long. You're leaving for New Zealand. I avoid every winter. Every winter I've managed to avoid that horrible February brown mush. So when you're in New Zealand. New Zealand. What will it be like? Because isn't it winter there? Summer. No, summer, it's summer. Oh, fuck you. I know. And it's lovely. It doesn't. We have no extremes. It doesn't go like freezing cold and like scorching hot it's just fucking pleasant now um there's a brief <sighs> I scene go. i want to go with you well you can't okay uh, that's that's best it's a pandemic and my family's not there so <laughs> um we get to again i every time i think there's not something going on in a scene there is yeah. heather uh heather's home where she talks briefly about her daughter having a boyfriend cue the boyfriend <laughs> in his fucking <laughs> souped up boy racer fucking no plates car that's you know and you know why he doesn't i had to google this you know why he doesn't have license plates on his car often they remove them because they think that it taints the visual of the vehicle so he removed that legal um you you can have back plates but i think with some you cannot you don't have to have the front plates on his four thousand dollar ford st like four thousand dollars i guess i mean he's, he's 16 oh. like come on but just that like pur- the purr of the car as he pulls up i i know and heather's like here he comes <laughs> it was cute it did remind us that heather is parent um parenting alone i love heather we do we really do yeah so heather talks about being a single mom but still getting help by a billionaire because her husband her ex-husband was worth a billion dollars Yes, let us never forget the, uh, what's the fortune? Howard Hughes. The Howard Hughes. <laughs> Mormon fortune, fortune. Which I never thought was a fortune. Where, where did Howard Hughes make his money? Didn't he, like, invent the Spurs Goose? Yeah. A famously bad um, <laughs> venture? An interesting venture. I only have seen the last yes. 20 minutes of uh, The Aviator, because I caught it on, like, TBS once a long time ago. And all I know about that guy is that he could not leave that bathroom because of germs. <laughs> I only, most of my information comes from the Simpsons episode where Mr. Bones builds a casino. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, next thing we have is Meredith picking Seth up at the airport and them passionately kissing in the SUV. He's madly in love with her. He's he's way more into her than she is into him. And then she's a. I was talking about this with someone recently too, where like. You don't know anybody except for me. Who are you talking to? (laughs) It's sad. It's actually sad when you lie like this. <laughs> it's sad. I know. There's no known cure. Um, <laughs> it's You don't often find a house husband that so willingly puts themselves on camera. I love it. So vulnerable. And to lose him right away. <laughs> like, there's no delusion. Like, there's no, like, Michael Darby level of delusion of, like, maybe I can twist the narrative to, like, or any anyone who wants to twist the narrative. He's just like, here is my open wounded hot and here's the thing when usually with a housewife's divorce there's someone clearly in the wrong like 
Mario cheated on Ramona. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelsey Grammer ghosted Camille. Like Kelsey Grammer is Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, you know, and C- Camille is Camille. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, it's kind of despicable people doing shitty things. Meredith and Seth kind of seem like nice enough people who are just in a that sad we have situation. Seen, you know. So you think they're evil demons for sure? Yeah, I mean, him making his business a priority over hers is... I did not like that, but also that's a very normal thing that regular men do who are not evil. Yeah, yes, yeah. That being said, he's choosing... He's twisting it so it looks like she's choosing his her career over him, but really he's choosing his career over her. It's her time. She's on the Housewives. We all know she's not going to move to Ohio. No, yeah. And I think also I'm getting um, vibes that she has met someone. You think? And she's she's just moving on. She's moving on. That's just the way it is. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Well, we might as well mm-hmm. talk about the later scene then, the bedroom scene now that we're on Meredith and Seth talking. Yeah, let's just. She, she's done. I think she, yeah, I think you're right. I think she's met somebody. The re, the reaction after when he's like, I love you, the hugging, the kissing, whatever, and he leaves, and I think he's crying, maybe. He's definitely crying. And it has a shot of her with that hideous beer, beer, see, his, okay, hideous fun fact. Hideous what? New Zealand accent. Here is a word that I cannot say. Oh. Bear. 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 Bear? Or bear? Bear. Like a grizzly bear. Okay, a bear. <laughs> we can only, New Zealanders <laughs> can only say it in one way, and it's meant to, like, envelop all of the different meanings. Wait, what are you talking about bear, though? There was no bear. Yeah, there's a giant painting of a grizzly bear. All right, say bear again. Just say the sentence I'm, you were going to say. The way I'm saying it now is kind of like semi-Australian, so it's like bear. Okay, say the whole sentence as you were going to say I it. I can't say it in a New Zealand accent. It's like bear, bear, a grizzly bear, bear, yeah. <laughs> grizzly bear, grizzly bear. And it's so specific. I can't even replicate yeah. it. But so, no, because they show it in the preview for the next episode where they're talking about Brooke's fashion line. Oh in my her God. bedroom? In her bedroom? It was so strange. Anyway, so... They had the they camera still up. set up from the divorce. Yeah, we <laughs> can't like, move it. <laughs> and it's she just her reaction is nothing. Her reaction is like no, trying to find. It's hard to tell with all the Botox. <laughs> it really is. She does do a fun mouth thing similar to Lisa. They they mimic each other's like um, <laughs> diagonal mouths. Diagonal. You know what, Marsh? Ever since me and Lisa talked about her kid, <laughs> I think I like Lisa. <laughs> Can I touch? <laughs> I mean, she's come out swinging, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I kind of love her. I love everybody on this show. I mean, even ugh, now, Mar- Mary has now become less, oh, fun, sad, and more ooh, problematic, sad. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, Whitney, where are you talking about? Okay, Whitney? Whitney starts wrestling with her brother, who is huge, man, and she's teeny tiny feminine lady. Yeah, it was a strange, like, visual. So he's a half brother. Okay, actually, kind of. Um, I was writing notes about how he was uh kind of hot, and I oh my god, I spaced out on their relation. I think it's half brother. <laughs> oh <my> yeah, <laughs> you thought he was hot, kind of like a in kind of like a Paul. Bunyan I thought his way. feet was too small. He, he had his, his feet, feet was too small. <laughs> his feet was too small. <laughs> his feet was too small. Beer. <laughs> <laughs> beer. He was as big as a beer. We haven't even gotten to like bare naked, um, <laughs> PBR. Um, so she kind of like 
I don't know. I don't want to get into it because it's so much, but like she reveals. I know. About, we are so fucked for this episode. We still have I to do know, Atlanta. It's so much. Um, so the she talks about how like the family chose like one side, their half siblings, and like one side went with the mother, one side went with the father. Um, which is like extremely complicated. I can speak yeah. from experience. Like I have half brothers. It is like stop bragging for once. I mean, <laughs> knock on wood. We don't get to a situation where, like, we have to take sides because, like, I feel like seeds are already planted for that. Where, like, if something went down, I kind of know where allegiances go. And, like, that's tough. Do you have... Are you the oldest, Marshall? Yes. Okay, so your half-brothers, mm-hmm. um, they are your stepfather's biological yes. children. Yes, yes. And you, But you both have sprung from your mother's womb. Yes. You all have sprung from Yes. Too. Okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure. Because it's confusing. Um, and I think that's really complicated. And if if they're able to navigate that well, and it seems like Whitney has the bandwidth to be able to navigate this stuff. Whitney's bright. She's emotionally She's smart. Fantastic. And I loved it when she said to um, Mary, I think, when she was like, uh, okay, you're 30. Like, they dismissed her for being 30 kind yeah. of thing. And I was like, okay. like Stupid. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, that's deep. Um, yeah, and I guess we'll, we'll we'll connect that to Whitney and her dad. Uh, I will say before we before yeah. we pass this uh, wrestling brother scene, um, <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna point out the obvious that it was strangely sexual. I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> but I love after they're wrestling, he goes, "You've got the talent to do this, Whitney." About wrestling, <laughs> I miss that completely. Yeah, he's like, "You're you're good. We could use you around these parts." <laughs> If you wanted to karate chop us all, you could. <laughs> you can do it with me. I, I am um fascinated by petite women who are really good at karate or taekwondo or jujitsu. I forget Is what this it a was. Common, was it jujitsu? Common uh, finding for you. I know. I'm fascinated. Yeah. <laughs> How often is this popping up? I feel like a few times. Enough to make you take notice. Yeah, I feel like... Something... Enough to reevaluate your path in life? <sighs> no, I'm so lazy. You know me. I'm not a physical type. <laughs> oh, before before we move on to Whitney, I just want to say, Lisa, around the... Found three quarters of the episode, said Jesus really weirdly when talking about Mormon marriage. <laughs> this stopped me dead in my tracks. Can you do it? Can you say it? Jesus. <laughs> okay, now, now say it uh, with the, the speed... In which she said it. Oh, I don't know. Do you remember the context of the sentence? It was, she was like, uh, me and my husband, me and my husband connected over a love of God, a love of Jesus. Yeah, it was almost like a, like a a one-two punch. So it was like, obviously we connected on all things, including our marriage, God, and obviously Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus is just all right with me. Very strange. So then we have Whitney and her dad. I have nothing. I've written nothing here other than so, 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 so sad. I love Whitney. Uh, Sober Living, the woman who uh, helped with his intake is called Amberly. Never heard that name before. That's a special one. No, it's allowed. Um, Also, when a child says to their parent, it's the thing that's going to get my dad back. Jesus Christ. Well, now he knows that this is on in print, on camera, in film. <laughs> I will say as much pressure as reality television would give someone trying to get sober in like a negative way. 
it's also probably a really good mirror for him to see how far he's fallen. Yeah. And how much his daughter cares for him. Yeah, if he's not awake in that moment, like, then he still has a lot of work to do. But that was... So sad. Really difficult to watch. Um, so... We're at the end. We're at the end. The Heather and Mary dinner. Yeah. Heather is being Co- perfect. Combination affects your ovaries. <laughs> <laughs> She's weird. She's, I mean, if we took away all the grandpa fucking and all the racism and all the religion and the cult, she's still a weirdo. Do you think so? Do you think before she married her granddad, she was, she was like this? I mean, you don't get that. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Maybe it was innate within her and then the grand, grand fucking awakened the demon within. I don't know, Marshall, because guess what? I just met Mary five weeks ago (laughs) and only on television. (laughs) And it, and I tried to talk to her online, but she doesn't allow random messages or tagging. So <laughs> good. That, that's good. 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 Good decision. Here's the thing. Yeah, good decision for her. The the real the the reason that they put this at the end of the episode is Mary reveals she didn't want to do it. No, it's so sad. I mean, it's been alluded to in the past. Well, I mean, it's a given. Never so clearly stated. It's a given. Yeah, who would, but she yeah. puts it out there, and she says. I didn't want to do it. And she's crying. She's upset. And it's fucking real. And it's fucking awful. It's actually hard to watch. But then at the same time, in the same breath, she's like, I didn't want to do it. But look at this. Don't you love this cape? <laughs> and fuck Jen. <laughs> it's, and fashion. It's like, I had to fuck my granddad. But fashion? Oh, I get it now. That's a very gay sentence. So I feel bad. But like Ashley Darby after her, Mary sold her soul for the family fortune. And the money, and the lifestyle, and the fame. Even though she didn't know she was going on Real Housewives of uh, Salt Lake City when she was 23 when she married this guy, she knew she was she wanted greater things, right? She wouldn't be on the show if she hadn't married her grandfather. Well, she was already on track for that, right? Like the whole part of the marriage was society and like the standing in the church and the community and all that. Like she was on track to go down and, this path, and it's going to lead to. And darkness. it already has the church is a cult. People pay half their incomes to go there. It's Fucked. It's her cult specifically. It's fucked. I want to find out where Mary's mother, her estranged mother, lives. Drive down to Salt Lake City. I'm a terrible driver. I'll be killed the moment I hit Minnesota. <laughs> um, they will pick her and a Rolex out of the uh, snowbank. <laughs> free Rolex. Um, and I want to go to Mary's mother and be like, give me all the dirty gossip. You want to go down to the caravan that Mary's mother lives in. <laughs> Track down through her, her carnival. Haze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> through her drunken haze where she's lighting a cigarette in a Should fucking deep-seated love yeah. seat in a caravan <laughs> and say, tell us. Tell us everything. Yeah. I can't imagine that woman is super sane either. Yeah. I mean, I, I said to Emmy after this episode, like, they found Mary – and they built the show around her. <laughs> That's what this is. That's what we're I, watching. Every cast member is integral to the ecosystem of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I will say that. Of Mormonism. Yeah. Well, Marsh, oh. I think we should clear it up for now because we still have to do Atlanta. And I'm just... I don't have much to say about Atlanta. Well, okay. I would say this about Atlanta. I have a bit of imposter syndrome about Atlanta. Sure. Because I watched... In my past, in in my sordid past, I have watched um, seven seasons of Atlanta. Uh, And then I stopped for whatever reason 
And I kept meaning to get back into it, but people kept being like, oh, no, season nine's not good. Season 10's not good. And so I was like, okay, so it's not on my not on my roster. Mm-hmm. But now that we're doing the, the podcast, I've had to get back into it. And I watched a bunch of season 12 and the re- season 12 reunion to get me caught up. And what the fuck? Why did why was I missing out on this? They even at their worst, they're way better than a Dallas. They took producers said, you're going to be on a Zoom reunion. And they said, no fucking problem. They turned a yeah, Zoom reunion. Yeah, Portia. Yeah. Oh. damn. Even Nini, Portia. who was fully like checked out, was able to deliver something in that reunion. By turning off her fucking laptop. And I'm fine, personally. I'm fine <laughs> with Nini being uh, fired. I'm yeah. not a big Nini fan. She's funny, but she's an asshole. Let's be real. Oh, she's a full asshole and, and deluded. But it's similar to a Bethany thing where it's like, how can we have the show without her? And then you're like, oh, really? What is she bringing currently? You know what I mean? Like, there's so much going on yeah. in her own life that she refuses to share that it's like, what's the point? You know? I hate when housewives do that. At least with Bethany, though, she got into the muck of it, right? Yeah. Whereas Nini kept acting like she was so much yeah. better. Yeah. And now she has accused Andy Cohen of racism and fucking her over. And I don't, I haven't read into the exact details of that. <laughs> I have no doubt that Andy Cohen has some misogyny and racism inside him based on how he produces these shows. Yes, no doubt. But anyway, I don't, I don't miss her. I, I love Cynthia. I love Candy. And also, if we get Marlo. I love Marlo. If you can take Nini away and we still get Marlo. Give Marlo her peach. Come on. No, I think the, the, the shark has jumped at this. We've jumped the shark at this point. Like, she doesn't need the peach. She's doing, she's putting the work in for free. When did she get two nephews that she's being the guardian to last season for an emotional arc (laughs) they were created for that very reason (laughs) they were conjured she put them she put a little potion together um what happened to his their parents i believe they were having issues Mm -hmm. um i she did say i think on the show what those issues Mm -hmm. were and she had to step in. Okay, wow. Well, good for Marlo. Very humanizing moment for Marlo. Yeah. Agent of chaos, Marlo. <laughs> yeah, Who she is agent of chaos. is my in to the season? Again, I like I put it on and I was like, I don't know how much of like Cynthia and but to that end, Kenya, I can take. Like oh, I need, Kenya. I gotta have a little bit more in the mix. And then of course, Marlo shows up in full <laughs> face mask, plastic fucking uh, head piece it's Face shield, thing. it's PPE. <laughs> and... And measuring tape. <laughs> oh, the measuring tape. That made me laugh so much. She's like, oh, you want a prop comedy? Here we go. <laughs> Carrot top she's of the not, season. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's not, no, no, she's not stranger to prop comedy. <laughs> oh, we love it. I also love that all of these women are taking coronavirus. I mean, they, they allege that they're taking it seriously, even though like, you know, Kenya's going back and forth to New York. It's also early days. So they're, they're figuring it out too. I, this is an early days for the coronavirus, though, because this started with the Black Lives Matter protests, which started in late May, early June. Oh, which we yeah. fully knew so, what we were doing at the time. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. I have not been watching The Real Housewives of Orange County, but apparently um, anti-maskers like Kelly Dodd and Elizabeth are saying terrible things on the show and have said mm-hmm. terrible things on social media about, you know, just COVID denying all this fucking crazy wrong side of history bullshit. Uh, so Cynthia's confessional mm-hmm. of being like... Me and my mask go everywhere. I love my mask. That's what Dr. Fauci says. It's very refreshing to be like, okay, good. Wear your mask. Oh, yeah. People with common sense, welcome to Atlanta. Yeah. For the most <laughs> well, part. Then we cut to Cynthia with her titty out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, an, not an inch of tape was available in that woman's house. <laughs> well, you know me, Marsh. When I have a few, back in the day, pre-pandemic times, 
the titty was out. Yes, but this wasn't an accident. You weren't walking down the driveway of your own home in like a silk kimono. You were wearing like full one-piece suits or like a, a full <laughs> sweater, something, and then you're like, uh-oh, boobies out. Yeah, well, I would flash. Bo- both tits. Both tits out. And it's different than Michael Darby's assaults because Marshall <laughs> consented to these random flashes, these random drunken flashes. I did not. I would like to say I absolutely did not consent. I screamed <laughs> constantly to keep the, keep the puppies in. Anyway, so I'm all about free in the titties, um, and I love uh, Cynthia's casualness of it all. Uh We'll talk about Black Lives Matter after the tomfoolery this episode. Uh, let's just get the tomfoolery out of the way. So, Cynthia, she's gained weight. I mean, she says she's gained weight. Okay. What? Now, let's talk about that. <laughs> and Kenya, <laughs> too. I Kenya, saw too. that these women had gained weight, I leapt out of my chair and I was fisting the air. You were happy. Yes, yes. I was so happy about this. Because you know that COVID happened, right? Yeah. And they were like, oh, great. We're not going to be filming another season till 2021. <laughs> and they shoveled that food in their mouths, baby. <laughs> they did what we all did. We did and it too. We hold did it up. Too. We both gained weight. Yeah. Bravo goes, nah, nah, nah. get those cameras out. <laughs> I loved it. It's very satisfying. And honestly, I got to say, I know that they're struggling with that. I mean, who doesn't struggle when they've gained weight? Um, mm-hmm. I've gained, I haven't checked the scale at all. Actually, like Marlo, I'm a tape measure user. So I can kind of like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't have any weird triggers about like a, a number on a tape measure. So I'm like, oh, okay. It's I'm also just an like extension that. cord that you wrap around you. Like, okay. All right. <laughs> can still plug it in. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, it's very relatable. It's nice. It's nice yeah, when you see these women. Was enjoyable. You like looking bigger. And you know what? Can you look bigger? And it's, I, <laughs> she like, she, she usually when someone's like, I gain weight, I'm like, I don't see it. But can you look bigger? And maybe this is the humanizing that Kenya needs. Yeah, maybe. This she's, is already back be... to her, she's already back to her fighting weight, though. I saw her on the Wendy Williams show. Oh, for fuck's sakes. This is going to be a Kenya-heavy season, and <laughs> that's uh, going to be tough. That's going to be what tough. What is her upset? Well, okay. I'm not going to say what is her obsession with Mark, her husband, because she loves him clearly. But what a fucking prick. Oh, you don't even know. He is true. Like, and from day one, he was like, stare the fuck. And um, the whole thing was she refused to, um, or he rather, refused to let her talk about him when they first got together. So the whole marriage happened in secret. Like, she kept it away from the cameras. And after the African print stuff and all those rumors about her making up boyfriends like he couldn't throw yeah. her a bone the thing with kenya is like she's a horrible human being you yes but you because she maybe hasn't had things go her way so mm-hmm. you really kind of still root for her in the sense you just want some things to go right so that she can maybe be at peace with herself and not yes. dish it out so much she's tortured for sure she's yeah. definitely entertaining and mm-hmm. she's undeniably gorgeous i'll say it and so that erases the first two things <laughs> much like ashley darby she pretty she innocent yeah <laughs> so this this kenya um we haven't I, met the new housewife yet drew my yes. brother's name is drew so for some reason i feel an affinity for this housewife <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're gonna be oh, so confused i see it family <laughs> uh, i will um, say before we move on from um kenya i really liked her attorney at the end of the meeting being like, what are you doing? You're a, you're a fighter. Fight. Oh, my God. 
the only sage man in all these franchises, yeah. Wow, what a great lawyer. Are lawyers <laughs> good? Do I fuck only lawyers now? <laughs> like, I was shitting on lawyers last week because of um, Aaron Brockovich's lawyer, Tom Girardi, mm-hmm. and his embezzlement suit. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, by the way, who, by the way, says he's not giving any spousal support to uh, Erica. <gasps> Mikey, you cut loose, Mikey. My Mikey. My Mikey. Um, anyway, I really liked her attorney. Uh, he had a good, nice view of it. Uh, and then we talk, uh, then, and then Candy was talking about her, her, uh, daughter Riley's dead, deadbeat dad. Oh. Todd. I don't know if you have the full history on it. Like, I mean, I watched the first seven seasons, so I like get the gist. Right. Okay. So no, yeah. No, No, then you probably do. But like, I just vibe so hard with it. It is so, um, troubling. You know, the guy is a piece of shit and he's not. And he's, has money too. It's not like he's poor. And it's this really difficult thing where I find where parents are really trying to, like, they think the right thing to do is to push, you know, some sort of reconciliation. And it's like, Uh at some point you have to acknowledge that, like, maybe he doesn't have the capacity to be able to give what he needs to give to her. And I feel like she's already figured that, Riley's already figured that out, right? She's like, I'm good. I can, you know, I might be projecting a little bit, but, like, from what we've seen of Riley, you know. I think she's okay. I like Riley. Yeah. And I like Candy. I love Candy. I love Candy. I love how Candy's um, storyline this season is going to be the same old, like, starting a new business, she, get I mean, more money. Talk about a housewife that has just, like, glided. She really has not gotten in the trenches, apart from the old Porsche season. But, like, she doesn't bring too much to the table, yet she's universally liked. She's also just um, so, she's just likable. She says what she means. She's I think there's she also respect. funny facial expressions. Yes. There's also respect for her work. Her body yeah, of work. Yeah, fucking you know no I mean? scrubs. Yeah. Come on. Now, Marshall, should I go back and watch the Phaedra Candy uh, portion yes. season? Yes. Really? Yes. What is that? Nine? Eight or nine? I've, I, don't, nine? I don't know the numbers of any of the franchises. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I can't count or read. I, yeah. Um, it's It's good. It is good. And... I think you get to see a little bit of like Nini's true colors a little bit, and yeah, and it it colors it colors Portia a bit more. I think. Intra, I love Portia. Okay, so before we get into yeah. Portia, though, we we'll just touch on the um, <laughs> the the storyline of the season will be Synth- will Cynthia and Mark get married in October. Oh, for fuck's sakes. I don't want to, I want to watch a minute of this. It's such bullshit, like, back and forth. I, er, not Mark. Mike, sorry. Um, Mike, do we like Mike? Because I don't know Mike very well at this point. Yeah, he's okay. He's okay. Better than fucking Peter Thomas. But, I hated Peter Thomas. Um, oh, I know, no. I know, I know I'm supposed to not like Peter, but I like Peter. Wait, is it a horny thing? You want to fuck him? It's everything. <laughs> so yeah, it's a horny thing. <laughs> it's the whole package. <laughs> Um, no, I, um, I just, and again, this is uh, my own personal feelings, but like, I don't give a fuck about anyone who thinks that they need to get married in the middle of a pandemic. Giselle was on, I think Watch What Happens Live and said she went to the wedding and then left halfway through because people weren't wearing masks, which makes sense. It's a huge fucking wedding. And then of course we're going to get the bachelorette party. With oh Tanya God. and Portia and the stripper yes. and those scenes oh. of this, and they're all wearing face shields and goggles and like grinding up on one another. It's 
say? Also, bless Tanya. Is it Tanya or Tanya? I think it's Tanya. Also, she's from Toronto because I watched the Toronto I episode. No, and she is so from Toronto. When she, she came into the scene, it, both me and I we were like, what is the deal? What is yeah, something's mm, different. Something's not right here. Canadian. Her accent <laughs> is so, and the way she speaks is so specifically Toronto. Yeah, and she is Toronto. You know what I mean? So Toronto, so fucking Toronto. Her 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 words go up like this, and that's what uh, we do. She's happy to be there. Well, she she left. She left after all the um. She got in the the mix a little, but yeah. But she left after uh, the big uh, stripper gate this season. Apparently, she stopped filming. She refused to to continue filming. And that's how much a Torontonian will endure. (laughs) Wow. And I reached my limit. Is there a threesome? Okay. I had fun, yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah, out. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. It's it's uncouth. <laughs> um, okay, so finally, let's talk about Black Lives Matter and Portia, who, as Marlo called her, Portia Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> Portia's really, though, come such a long way from, and they literally used the the, <laughs> the clip of her being like, well, where was the Underground Railway? Like, where, yeah, was, where yeah, were the yeah, tracks? Yeah, yeah. Where was the guy yeah. driving? Uh, yeah. To show her um, and all of her. She stepped up. She stepped up big and talking yeah. about her daughter. And she's with Dennis, which makes you think the mm, better of Dennis. Yeah. It, so basically, she went to one specific protest she did this, uh, or she covered this episode with her iPhone footage, was her... Um, protesting outside of the Kentucky Attorney General's um, house and screaming or bullhorning at the neighbors that uh, he has not, he has the power to arrest the Breonna Taylor's murderers, but he hasn't. And they still haven't been arrested. Mm -hmm. Fucking horrible. Um, And it's just so powerful. And Portia is so impressive. And there's that heartbreaking video of her on her iPhone camera saying, you know, if anything happens to me, I am Portia. I am Brianna Taylor. I love my life. I, I'm not going to hurt myself in case, you know, the police try mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. manipulate something if she's in any violence. It's fucking nuts. It's super powerful. Then she goes to jail. She's hugging Brianna Taylor's mother at the end. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. She really went in. Much respect for Portia. And it's like, she has a baby girl at home. Yeah. It's insane. She's she's gone over to Kentucky to do this. She's completely upheaved, up, upheaved her life. Is that the word? Upheaved? Yeah. Upheaved. Upheaved. Yeah. It's it's. I I don't know. She's and now she's holding the center peach, and I'm just I'm I'm very impressed. Yeah. With Clocks that, eh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I'm very intrigued as to how this season is going to go. Um, because Atlanta's definitely one of those seasons. It's been a, a, around for such a long time that you know interest can wane. Um. Yeah, but still, is top tier alongside New York, and you know, I yeah, I'm gonna go back and get caught up a little bit, uh, because I do feel like a little like I have so many opinions, but I'm like, wait, am I am I wrong about this? Am I fucking up? Like, is is did Marlo say something terrible? Mm-hmm. Obviously, Marlo did say something terrible. Oh, absolutely, she I did. Just want to know specifically what she said, right? <laughs> Uh, I do. I gotta say though, I know. I know Phaedra fucked up, but I love Phaedra. Oh, but the plot twist is the women forgive her. Really? Like not on the show, but like in interviews and stuff. Like on Watch What Happens Live, they've all fully forgiven Phaedra. Aww. It's cr- no, not all. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Aww, yeah. they're friends. <laughs> the river runs deep, man. <laughs> 
Okay, well, this Marge, was so much. This was a lot. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm so tired. Jesus. <sighs> I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. I have to clean and shit. I don't know. I have to write. I think. Write what? Your, your will? Wait, do we need to wrap this up? Yeah, we should wrap it up. Okay, okay so I just want to say, ugh, fuck, this has been a lot. I'm really looking forward to ugh, a lot, but like in a good way, in a, in a way where I'm exhausted, but it's a good exhaustion. We just ran a marathon together, people. If you had lasted this long on Trashbox, kudos. I really, kudos. I really appreciate that. Kudos. I have nothing more to add due to exhaustion, but there's a lot um coming i mean next next week's reunion with potomac is going to be fucking insane um salt lake city's really I mean, salt, salt lake it's classic every episode is an instant yep. classic yeah and now atlanta and uh atlanta's gonna get deeper and i love yeah, it i don't know what i'm gonna do with myself i don't know probably just watch tv <laughs> <laughs> that's what we tend to do i guess i'm just gonna sit down <laughs> and open my eyelids <laughs> And take two notes an episode and then be like, what happened? Wait, Karen went on HSN? Yeah, doodle <laughs> doodle a demon symbol on a notepad and go, huh? Eh? Uh, okay, it's been a slice as always, Marsh. Uh, I'll see you, see you next week, okay? Yeah, yeah, see you next week. I'll be in sunny New Zealand. No, you won't. No, I know, not yet. It's on Saturday. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ciao. Ciao, Bella. <laughs>